I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. We share a common enemy. Who are you married to? Oh, it's not important, really. I, I don't really feel like getting into the whole conversation. Jack is just stunned. Oh, Warren! Oh, look at all the blood. Oh, you should have seen it. This is a sacred site. You don't think that your ancestors could have installed some railings? Dad doesn't want a damn thing. One foot in the human realm, one foot in yeah. the elf realm. When Moradin stood... 
on top of the bridge. Surprise! Welcome back to Dice Shane, episode 30, Water Under the Bridge. This week's MVP is Jason Griffin. Jason's been hanging out with us on Facebook as one of our oldest fans. That sounds wrong. Legacy fans? Heritage fans? Yeah. Pepperidge Farmer members. If you enjoy Dice Shane and wonder how it all began, check out the Invictus stream on YouTube and wherever podcasts can be found. We stream RPGs every Wednesday at 8 o'clock and have done so for the past six years. Right now, we're running The Strain by Monty Cook Games. This is the precursor to Dice Shame. So if you enjoy the show, check us out live on YouTube every Wednesday night. Let's get to it. Let's do it. Remember when you were level one? Back yeah. when you barely had two hit points to rub together and you didn't have a single magic item? Yeah. Well, look at you jerks now. Level 30, guys. Level 30? Level 30? Level 30. Oh, oh, 6 to 30. <laughs> Episode 30. No, oh, but you know what? Up. That last battle was like we were in first level because we all ended up with under 10 hit points by the, by the end of it. It's been a rough couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. my. That's, that's your tagline. It's been a rough <laughs> wow. Because it's so short of time. Yeah, like, it's it's two weeks ago, I don't know, like 20 days ago, yeah. we, were, we were scrappy little nobodies trying yeah, to save a town. Everybody's. And now yeah, we're and now I, we're slaying three-eyed I think, frog. I think now we're just mm-hmm. traumatized in a number oh, of ways. Extremely oh. traumatized from the fight, yeah. And now fear-stricken at the sight of a dragon that's just a, a, like what appeared. Who's what, what? Like double our size? Oh no, she's easily three stories tall, with a jaw full of sharp teeth, big enough to swallow you all whole again. Her whole body is covered in reticulated scales and spines. Everybody make a dexterity save. Oh, we're like right back into it. Okay. What'd y'all get? Eight, 12, 10, 18. She raises up on her two back legs and beats her powerful wings. All of you are knocked prone from where you stand. And she screams at you. For those of you who understand Draconic. Who sent you here? What? Do you desire? What have you brought me? Um, it's ego. Yeah, for sure. I think I'd stay prone and just be like, "We are sent here because we are trying to defeat the giants. We are here purely as servants of your glorious splendor. We have brought you the gift of an Etten's heart. Please, please, we are here only to serve you." Show me this heart. Yeah, and Red would reach into the bag of holding and pull out the melon-sized Etten's heart and, like, float it in the water over to her or him. I don't really know what it is. Yeah, this, I mean, she's huge. She's bigger than the frog Hemoth was, as lately was. She walks toward you surprisingly nimbly through the water and she takes the heart in her jaws and just snaps it up. There's also a body here for you. Who are you? We are Jack and Kraloth, Doran and Red, four who have been decided to reshape the ordning. Uh, make a charisma check for me. Can I do it with advantage because I gave her a heart? No. Persuasion? Mm, sure. 23. She doesn't speak. 
she walks a large, slow circle around your group, around this stinking body of the frog hemoth. Her eyes narrow at you as she comes back around. Well, fair enough. And what do you want from me? Only information that you might be able to offer to aid us in our quest to vanquish what giants oppose this plane. Information I can give you, but I need more payment than a better part. Of course, we have these, and I'm going to reach in and pull out the gemstones that we collected last time, the rubies. I believe there was a hundred dollars, hundred gold pieces worth of rubies. Yeah, it was just one, one ruby. So worth I pull out gold. this large ruby, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I present it up towards her. The gray glint of light streaming through the trees, sort of making it seem. The same glint of light reflects off of each of her shiny teeth as she smiles at you, and she says, "Now that's getting a little bit better. What else did you bring? Do I have the magic dust?" No, I do. Okay. I turn towards Jack, and in common, we'll just say, should we offer the magic dust? I mean, I don't really know what else we have to offer. That sounds nice. She answers you in common. Uh, yeah, Jack's kind of akimbo in the top of this tree trying to... <laughs> trying to oh yeah uh, yeah you had been knocked prone while in a tree you're like so, dangling I, like dangling from branches caught on a branch a level below trying to like scramble up he's not a dexterous climber that's that's not his job. i know that jack doesn't wear wizard robes but i love the idea of like him kind of being upside down and you know how like the robes kind of expose underwear when they go <laughs> i know he's not i know he's just wearing leather pants and he looks cool but it'd be so funny jack will will fish around in his backpack and and pull out this bag of pixie dust she lowers her head to directly at your level. Jack, you are staring in the face of this ancient green dragon. I know what it is. Great. She reaches out one huge hand the size of your body and delicately hooks a black claw through one of the drawstrings of the bag and takes it from your hand. And she says... We share a common enemy, one which I am not interested in engaging. What are you interested in? We would love to know if you have any idea where we might go to vanquish such enemy. We know they have scoured this land. Of course I do. She extends her long neck. Her head reaches up above the canopy of the trees. She folds her wings back down, shrugging her shoulders, and takes a more casual posture in this marshy forest. She sits back on her haunches, and then she brings her head back down to... A, a more comfortable level. She's maybe, her head's maybe 15 feet above the forest floor and she gazes around at each of you. So you know you're against the giants, but you don't know where they are or how to defeat them. Yes, and this is why we have sought you out, O oh great dragon. And Doran just kind of exclaims, I've never seen such a magnificent, powerful creature. In my life, you're incredible. That's interesting for Doran because Doran is like, has like a blood feud with dragons. Yes and no. Like fear, but I've never really seen one 
right up close, like dealing with it personally. Yeah. Right. I think he's someone who appreciates the awesome power of whatever. You know what I mean? Even if he fears it, I think he's still very much like, cool. Yeah, yeah. You have two allies in your cause. A harper mage in Everland has recognized the giant threat. Valharo. Mm. The second is a frost giant who wanders the north alone. He vainly wears a helm made from a white dragon's skull. There is a temple at the spine of the world dedicated to the giant god Anam. You will learn what must be done to end the giant menace. Mm. The frost giant will take you there. Thank you, O oh great powerful dragon. We will leave your presence now unimpeded. And I think we will skulk away. There is no skulking out of a tree for me. I'm just going I'll to... I'll like, help Jack to skulk down. Like, just going to freeze until the thing flies away. I uh, yeah, she she just starts eating the frog hemoth carcass. Like, you know how when a dog is like super greedy, hungry, like not even chewing, just like... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Sort of like throws her head back and catches scraps of this creature in her mouth. Doran... Averts his eyes and just starts swimming back from where <laughs> yeah. they came. Obviously in fear. Kraloth is still kind of um, bewildered that he's is alive. And he mutters a thanks to his god. And No problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kelimvor. Um, Yeah, and he's going to begin yeah, following Red back. And he's, he's kind of limping, I'm imagining. Oh, we are bloodied. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're going to head back to Oren and the horses. And I think even though this great and powerful thing has stirred all of our brains, I think we're going to do it relatively quiet yeah. because of the ass kicking we have just received. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a limping, bloody retreat yeah. of like silent, oh, shit, we just faced death more than once in the last minute. Like, oh, yeah. Red might be one of those characters that the more that gets piled on him because he's kind of longed for adventure, he feels okay about it. And by mm. the time we're out of the woods, I mean, it was a solemn walk back to camp and Oren. I think Red is like, <sighs> yes. And Oren must be just, I mean, he would have heard that thunder wave because it's a 300-foot sound, isn't it, when you thunderstep? It's, it's, a, it's, a it's a big boom. So, <laughs> a big boom. A big boom. Uh, he must have heard that from where he is. What happened to you? Oh, Oren! Oh, look at all the blood. Oh, you should have seen it. Doran sliced this creature up from the inside and <laughs> we carved out an Eddin's heart and Greyloth got swallowed by a giant beast and, oh, the stories you'll tell. This will make such a good song. That's, oh, song, that's right. Right, guys? And I turn and the three of them, all under 10 HP, are just like... Uh, did you see a dragon? Did you meet her? Yes, we, we did. did. actually. Old mm-hmm. Narbone was glorious. We gave her the ruby and the magic dust and... And my gosh, she was so beautiful. She also told us that there's a few places we could follow up on. The, the Harper Mage in Everland, uh, Valharo, I think was the name. The, the Frost Giant that wears a, a white dragon skull will lead us to a temple at the spine of the world. Wow. And so many things that we can explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, J- Jack's mind is, is, he's been real quiet on that walk. He's, he's definitely hurting. But I think he's been like putting those things on his mental map of like where he thinks Everland is and where the spine of the world is and trying to like remember, has he ever heard of a, a frost giant wearing a white dragon helmet? Um, you know, has he ever, what does he know about Everland? Has he ever heard of Valharo? Just trying to like place all those things in, in time and space and history. You definitely know Valharo. Awesome. He is, uh, I would not say friend of your family. Maybe something more like rival is appropriate. Okay. Um, but you know that he is one of the mages in Everland. In the meantime, we break down camp. Oren 
prepares some eggs. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll do a long rest. I think we yeah, deserve it yeah, after yeah. that fight, and we'll use this time to cook, learn, and find out what we're doing and sleep, and, and we'll wake up early and make footprints. Everland is a city situated on the banks of the Ralvin River. It's north of the High Forest. And Jack, you know that until recently, Everland was a member of the Lord's Alliance. Not anymore, unfortunately. There is a hall of elders where the city council meets to discuss issues affecting the city. You know that the most prominent edifice in Everland is called Moongleam Tower, which is a keep of black stone that serves as a harper stronghold. This would be where you would find... Crowen Valharo, someone who is uh, well known to your family and kind of antagonistic towards the uh, House of Wands. Yeah, I'm going to lean more on the like elf side of my family and not so much <laughs> on the like water deep noble house, maybe if we're going there to meet them. Probably smart. How convenient. You know, it's the it's the life of a half elf, right? You're you're sort of in two worlds anyways. You might as well lean into that. One foot in the human realm, one yeah. foot in the elf realm. Yeah, exactly. So you take a long rest there on the outskirts of the Crypt Garden Forest. Uh, recover, lick your wounds. Everyone wants to rest. Take it easy. Yep. Absolutely. It dawns Marpinoth 15. But it's a good 6 a.m. We wake up. Uh, I'm Again, Red moves around the campsite, picking up the most colorful uh, leaves in the area. So cute. A bright red one, maybe a green one on the edge of the forest. And as we're talking... So, Jack, what do you think? Uh, uh, where should we go next? I have a few ideas, but... Um, so, yeah, I think Jack... Jack pulls up that that map that he keeps in his head with the with the minor illusion and has all of the like different players and things we've seen on it. You know, definitely now has a has a little dragon flying in a circle around the the crypt garden forest and has you know the the bodies of the Ettons and the and the crevice where the stone giant has this this poor elf trapped in there and all of the like little pieces of our adventure. And now there's there's some new places that weren't on there before. There's there's Everland is now highlighted is this in this area and it's sort of up northeast of Shattertop Cathedral and and the high forest and and uh, Doran has his little leather bound book that he's like opened sees you pull this up and he's like oh and shuts it and puts it back in his jacket. Yeah. The the map now extends a little further north to show the spine of the world in some like real fuzzy details just to be like it's they're here but you know they're and um, as I'm throwing on my quiver, I'm standing next yeah. to you. We all sort of congregate around the map. Jack, as you prepare spells for this day, you are again struck by this strange feeling, this goosebumps. You have some kind of arcane energy in your body that you didn't have before a few days ago. There's there's this moment of of him feeling those goosebumps and feeling just being I mean, very aware of his skin and and then immediately feeling a little claustrophobic and trying to push that down for a minute and 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 focus on the like the map and this other task at hand and put that like something coming inside him that is not in his control away a little bit. Well, I think that Evelyn might be a good idea, but it looks like you've marked it way up here on the north. Yeah, well, if if we cut across the Deseran Valley here, we could skirt the edge of the High Forest and maybe maybe stop at Shadowtop Cathedral on the way. <gasps> I'd love that. That's where Lifilis wanted us to go. That's right to see that ancient ant and the, and the and the the giant killer. No? That's right. Yeah. So we're thinking head to Shadowtop Cathedral and then up to Evelyn to speak to this uh, recommendation by the uh, by the uh, by Narbones. I'm certain at the very least, Crowen would love to know that his name is falling from Nabon's lips as like a cautionary tale or something. And maybe that's worth a little bit of acknowledgement. Well, if he's also aware of the giant threats, he's an ally for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, let's start moving that way. Absolutely. 
Uh, shit fart. Get over here. Hey, come on, Let's Asta. Go. We're going to start heading east towards where we know Shadow Top Cathedral lies. Yeah, I think if we continue on this road, we'll probably end up going too far north and not far enough east. So let's just go off track. Let's go. You travel across the Sumber Hills for two days. This is grassland. Think Rohan from Lord of the Rings. Beautiful. The earth undulates in wide crests and valleys punctuated by rocky outcroppings and short cliffs below which narrow streams churn white. The wind is cold for the season and your days are uncomfortably chilly. Let's montage. Yeah, I think we do it typical. I think Red is up in the lead, scouting sometimes off horseback when we see movement in the distance. There are conversations, giant lessons at night. Yeah. Yep. I think Oren is like collecting nuts, whatever he can find, like acorns along the way. Red is still every morning and after they break camp, is collecting very colorful leaves as they change. Lots of reds and yellows. Is this your first autumn? No. Oh, you just want leaves. Colorful okay. leaves. Yeah. Um, the day dawns bright on Marpanoth 17. Jack, it's your birthday today. Happy birthday. Yeah, uh, he's he's a little keen about it. He's he he's you know up. Jack's up early, like he normally is, to say his prayers to Lithander. And as he exits the tent, Red specifically knew about the birthday and got up early. And all of the colorful leaves that he's been collecting are strung in like a streamer esque way. There's uh. red leaves and yellow leaves and green leaves, all in these sort of makeshift with bowstrings connecting them to the crops of trees surrounding us. And he's woken up Kraloth and Doran before your prayers. And the minute you exit, you hear all of us Surprise! Surprise! Happy Surprise! birthday, buddy! <laughs> Whoa! Oren starts strumming the little guitar. <laughs> And of course, we sing Happy Birthday in Faerun, which goes, Happy Birthday to you. Happy Birthday to you. Happy Birthday, dear Jack. You, you would, except for that horrible lich who'd put a copyright on that whole song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I slayed that lich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're all there, and, and like, Red is so palpably excited. Uh, ah, happy birthday! And he runs up and hugs you. Jack will give, give Red a big hug back. Uh, thank you. This is, this is really touching. Thank you. Well, we knew it was a special day. We knew that you couldn't be with where you probably want to be, but, but we wanted you to feel comfortable. Well, I'm happy to be sharing the... the Road with you guys tonight. You got some presents. I don't know if you want to open them. Yeah, well, so I, th I think the the in the back of his his mind, he's thinking of the bottle of wine. He's like, well, well maybe we'll have a, a little dinner tonight, and and I've I've got a bottle of something. But <gasps> but Torin had also brought me something. So I, I think he's waiting for maybe a private moment to open that one, just to for sure. And I think we all know that about you. So it's yeah. like the surprise is here. And we're like, okay, we're, we'll go do some things. Let's go find some nice meat. Jack, as you settle down for the morning to do your prayers. A familiar glossy black raven lands at your feet. This is Istan, your father's familiar. He clicks his beak regally and drops a message in front of you before taking wing back into the sky. So there's there's a whole moment where where it's like, wow, well, he remembered. That's great. 
of course, he doesn't want to hear from me. Istin takes off immediately. He doesn't give a shit about any message back. Dad doesn't want a damn thing. He just needs to be like, do this. So there's like, it's like touching, but also enraging in every way to be like, fucking typical. Uh, I'm messaging you his letter if you'd like to read it for us. Oh, I'd love I think to read it would it. be better in your voice than mine. All right. So the, the letter's dated Suzale Moonrise, Marpanoth the 15th, 1492. Johannes Yveben Page, Wilderness Between Waterdeep and Elsewhere. I hope this letter finds you well. I've just heard from your sister that you've taken off on a lofty quest, and I must say I'm pleasantly surprised. I'd begun to worry you were going to settle both for the rote academia of Waterdeep and for the courtship of someone with half your talent and lifespan. Olinar manages to visit at High Harvest Tide, by the way. She brought a jar of candied plums she's crazy about. I should think she'd like to see you sometime. Why don't you drop in on her? For myself, I've been touring the Lake of Dragons lately, Dragonmere in the Cormarian tongue. Fascinating stuff, enough to furnish me with notes for at least my next two books. Did you know that Sarak are native to this region? There are writings that mention a changing of the stars. I'm just finishing up on translation. Whoever said old men can't keep up, huh? I'm proud of you, Jack, for it seems you are finally, truly following in my footsteps and bringing your share of glory to the House of Wands. I can see myself in you setting out to traverse the wilds of Farron with your hirelings. Anywho, happy birthday, my boy. Enclosed, you'll find a note for a thousand gold pieces, which you can convert in any decent city, as you well know. Though be sure to check the reputation of the place first, Johannes. There are some really exquisite new spells out there these days that will invoke such indistinguishable illusions. It would fool even your mother. May the morning lord's light shine down upon you, Lord Mascar Wands. He he folds it safely, puts it in his map case with everything else, and pulls out the the uh, little gift from Torin. The small gift that Torin gave to you, Jack, inside of the colorful paper is a small wooden box, skillfully made and closed with a silvery latch. A flick of the latch enables you to lift the lid, revealing a small forged silver instrument. It's about six inches long. On one end, two carved ram's heads face away from each other with their horns interlocked, forming a handle. There's a seam just underneath this sculpted handle. And as you release the handle from its sheath, it reveals two blunt silver prongs. This looks to be an antique cork puller. Yeah, so there's there's definitely a moment of like just all smiles on his face because of course Torin thinks of everything. He's a very thoughtful boy. And then it's more than a hundred years old. Oh, beautiful. Do do I know the silversmith who made it? It was probably crafted between four hundred and six hundred years ago, judging from the style, probably local to Waterdeep area. You would you would think this may have been a piece by Barad Leone. That's incredible. What a antique piece of history. I, Jack is just stunned. So he he comes back from his prayers a minute ago, all all smiles, and um, he was trying to be like, well, let's save this for later, but but can't help himself now. As as he as he sees, I'm sure Kraloth is making breakfast, and yeah, I think we've come back with some special meat, like Birthday a rabbit breakfast. or something. Yeah, we come back with a skinned rabbit. I'm like pulling the skin off it as we arrive. <laughs> Jack, you done your prayers? Yeah, and and a visit from my dad's familiar. So that. Had a letter with it, which oh, you know. That's nice that he remembered. It is. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it take it for what it's worth there. It was nice of him to remember and bothered to sending a letter. So that's nice. You guys gotta see this. And and Jack goes into this whole spiel about Barad Leone and some of the other famous pieces and some of like do you remember we were in that place in, in you know the where the guards were? There's they've famously got some of Barad's pieces there. But anyways, I have one now too. Here is this this cork puller and he <gasps> pulls out the box that Red was originally supposed to give to him today, but he got a little 
early and and there's a I think it's just enthusiasm as as he opens up the Yeah, and I think Red also and, has like there's no bitterness or anything. Yeah. There's like a soft smile on his face, happy that we all get to share it together. Mm. The piece looks very cool. Oh, this is gorgeous. You had said at one point the in the note from from Torin, what type of wine it was? Yeah, so inside of the wooden crate stuffed with straw, there's a dusty black glass bottle with a yellow peeling label that holds a herbaceous liquor. The label is carefully scrawled with green ink. Elderflower brandy, 1475. I'm sure this pairs beautifully with your breakfast, but I, but why don't we try it anyways? And I, I take the this, this silver cork puller and very carefully, you know, work the tines in around the, the cork on this brandy and pop it out elderflower brandy from the year Torin and I met. Cheers, I'll sort of say it. That smells delicious. Take a swig right from the bottle and pass it around. Can't share it with Torin, but I am happy to share it with the four of you. It's delicious. You're overcome mm. with nostalgia. Torin, stop drinking! You're drinking wow. too much! <laughs> wow. I must say, you, Drains it. you're certainly surrounded by people that uh, care about you, Jack. Well, thank you. I, I mean, uh, I'm really touched by the, the leaves and the decorations. That's, that's really cute. Thank you. Well, I've got to hand it to uh, Red because I certainly had nothing to do with that. Kieran walks over to you and says, uh, hey, boss, I brought you a present. Happy birthday. Oh, Kieran, thank you. <laughs> they drop a dead mouse at your feet. If you're not going to eat that. <laughs> by, the, by the time that the bottle of uh, brandy gets back over to me, it's like, cheers, Karen. Uh, Harlan, that was a very inspired and adorable decoration. You've been planning it. So I didn't here's... do it for that. But aw, thank you for the inspiration. I love that like Tresums are like these super intelligent creatures. Yeah. But still believe that Fucking like cat. dead creatures are <laughs> be all the dead dog. There's no question that right. Kieran knows how this is going to make Jack feel. Like they're like, I'm gonna do this because it's funny. Yeah. So when do you guys celebrate your birthdays or, or have you ever? I haven't no. I was born in a big litter, so we shared birthdays, so it wasn't really important for us to distinguish one the other i think red's birth was almost a frivolity you know what i mean it was like very like mm. okay one of 60 da, 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 da. Yeah, and that's yeah. but it's not a sad point i think in tabaxi culture it's just i mean if if you ever wanted it would be fun to have a day to celebrate you red if you if you wanted to pick one well i would love to celebrate the day that i arrived here in Waterdeep. Uh, i don't have a birthday either but i kind of like that idea maybe we should celebrate the day we met birthday buddies dear Oh, all right. Dear or deal? What do you say here over here? Total meta conversation right uh -huh. now. I I don't know if dwarves are born. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Okay. Because they were originally made. That's like Adam and right. Eve were made and then every But I was still curious, like, if something weird happened, like if we hatched from eggs. Like, I don't know, right? I just never actually thought about it. So I Googled <laughs> dwarf births. Well, I got this <laughs> awkward. Uh, so then I found one on dwarfism. So Dorian, when, when's your birthday? Oh, I was born on uh, 25 flame rule. Nice. I'm going to be uh, 109 this year, actually. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a good stretch so far. A marriage in there and a, and a friendship to boot. Oh, this is a short marriage, but... I thought you said it lasted 15 years. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. I guess relative to being 109, <laughs> that's pretty short. That's right. I don't like to dwell on it because I'm getting a gray hair here and there. Who are you married to? Oh, it's not important, really. I, I don't really feel like getting into the whole conversation right Fair. There's a bit of a story. Listen, come on. We got to get moving. Come on. Um, all right. And I kind of wink to Jack. I'll fill you in later. The Deseran River splits the hilly plains of this valley in half, running north to south. You continue moving along the river, looking for a way to pass. Wait, wait a minute. What? Hey, do, do you think we could go 
in this direction? Is this this is the Deserin River? Yeah. Well, I'm go this way. I there's something I want to see. Oh, and I'm gonna hang back and I'm gonna let Doran take the lead for a bit. Oh, yeah. So I lead us along the river a little short ways, and then. Doran leads you up a small hill, and you see a wide plain of the Deserin Valley. The river runs wide here and shimmers with rapids. Stretching across it is a feat of dwarven engineering that would strike awe into even the most world-weary wizard. It's a marvelous, unsupported, two miles across and 400 feet at its apex, only 15 feet wide and conspicuously lacking any railings or safety barriers. This is the Stone Bridge. Oh my god. What is this? This. This is, this is a sacred site of, of pilgrimage for, for many of us dwarves. Many centuries ago, Moradin actually appeared atop of the bridge, and he rallied the dwarves of the Ironstar clan against a, a, a horde of orcs. Look up there. I, I never ever thought that I would lay my eyes upon this incredible feat. Look at it, it stretches for two miles. Wow, at the, at the highest point, it's, it's almost 400 feet. And Doran points up to this massive granite archway that, that almost disappears into the clouds, like, you know, the sunny clouds of the day. And you see as this massive, beautifully crafted, smooth stone bridge just, it, it goes, it's, it's, Immense! It's a, it's a sight. It's beautiful. I'd like to find where the bridge starts, and so I do. And we le- we kind of follow it, and we find where it begins. Is this the way across the river? Yes. Well, look at that, yeah. Doran. This is magnificent. You don't think that your ancestors could have installed some railings? <laughs> they didn't need them. We're mm. sure-footed, and in fact, there was battles that took place on this, and our foes were sometimes thrown from the edge. Well, our foes as well as some of our our own. Uh-huh. For example, the founder of the ancient dwarven kingdom, Bessilmer, Torrid Flametongue, he died fighting a hill giant right in the middle of this bridge. It was an incredible sight, uh, and stories tell of Torrid doing this. Wasn't Bessilmer the name of that place we were heading? Yes, in fact, I think... Uh, Toril Flametongue was buried there with his with his great battle axe. Interesting. But this is oh, this is so exciting. Look. And as we approach the uh Doran like runs up it. Yeah. As we approach like the gradient that seems to slope out of the ground where there's patches of grass, and then it starts and it slopes up. There's like a big carved imprint of Moradin's symbol on the ground. Yeah, this is a holy site. Don't worry, Kraylath. I'll stick right beside you as we cross. There, there's uh, lots of space in the. It, if you don't go near the edges, there's lots of space to walk in between. Doran okay. runs ahead and he and he starts to climb up this somewhat steep slope. And I bring shit fart behind because he got off and ran up the yeah. minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, shit fart. But it seems to go up and up and up, and it just goes up, and it seems like we're so we're already two, three hundred feet. That's up. a lot of d sixes of damage. And you're sure it's stable? This thing. And I stomp on it. It There's not even, like, not even an echo, no sound, just like a of your foot on solid stone. Dwarven engineering, Kraloth. Say, Doran, you said Moradin, your god, appeared on here? The deity. Yes, he stood right in the middle 
as he raised his hammer in the sky and a, a flash of lightning came out. Well, at least I imagine, you know, it was such an incredible sight. I, I would I would have loved to be here oh, to see more. Oren starts strumming his lute. Is that a strumble mm-hmm. instrument? Yeah. Yes. He called it a dithered at one point. Uh, uh, that's a, I wish uh, that we no, had re-recorded that because it made that me was, sound really dumb. No, it's no, a zither, it dithered. Right? I know, it's yeah, a zither. Yeah. There's no dither? No, that's what someone does when they make a stupid sound. They're dithering. So, yeah. Works out. That's what I was doing when I said that word. Oren pulls out his lute and is like, yes, in fact, there's a wonderful ballad about Morden on the stone bridge. Could you, uh, could you potentially sing it? It would be nice to get my mind off of the 400 feet. Of Of course I will. When Morden stood on top of the bridge and he raised his big iron hammer and he hailed to the gods and he hailed to his foes and all the dwarven they took over clamor yeah nope <laughs> what else great. rhymes with hammer that, that's how the ballad goes <laughs> goes on to just talk about all the things that fall off the bridge <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and yeah. rocks yeah. and <laughs> shoes and people and shoes yeah. and more rocks and other shoes <laughs> and like the next verse is about yeah. the wind whipping across the bridge and almost pulling yeah. off as you yeah and the humans did fall. He fell so far. He was so bald. And oh, the people that <laughs> fell. It's there was fog off. Shoes. There and was fog off the brave and Pilo the sad. Yeah. And so and and da. And he goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. But and Kralos is just like. humans and one was a grave cleric. <laughs> I have to say, this excites me so much because not only, not only is it like obviously an ancient uh, dwarven pilgrimage, but you know, just the size and the magnitude, even in real life, mm. like myself, Alex, mm. I yep. get so excited about seeing these things. Mm-hmm. And just, I like, it's I awesome. love seeing Doran get excited about things. <laughs> yeah, right? I picture that. I mean, his little body, like, shaking up and down, his little beard bouncing. Once we get up to the higher archways, we see... Like there's a huge mm-hmm. gust of wind that come yeah. whipping mm-hmm. across. Your cloaks are just snapping in the wind. Your hair, your beard, all of it. The ponies' manes and tails. I think instinctively Red would dismount Asta and walk her. I don't know yeah. why, but I feel like it makes more sense. Yeah, yeah I think I think that's Jack's instinct too, is to, to walk Amakir across. Just just to lower your profile so you're not. Something about the over. higher profile, yeah. yeah. It feels like you're gonna get win- so he'll be walking shit fart. And Asta, Doran, 25 feet ahead, just like, I picture him walking a few steps, spinning around, walking a few, bending over, like touching the stone, standing up, looking around. Like, he's just yeah. so busily. Every Love every that. score on the earth being like, whose footprint was that? Was this one Moradin's footprint? Yeah. Maybe it was that one. And then I kind of hang back, so I'm alongside Kraloth and Robin, which is like, God, look at him. He's so cute. When the wind starts blowing, mm-hmm. I think Kraloth is going to reflexively cast a spell and he's going to cast enhance ability. Okay. He's going to cast bull's strength to increase his ability to hunker down and Can you cast that on yourself? Touch a creature and bestow upon it magical enhancement. Choose one of the following effects. Kraloth touches himself. For the second time. Happy birthday to me. (laughs) (laughs) The real reason I wanted to stay behind. Bull's strength. Wonderful. How long does that last for? It's up to one hour. Wow, okay. So hopefully until I get across the bridge. Well, it's two miles across, so... 
As you approach the midpoint of the bridge, you watch another traveler moving towards you. They have an animal of some kind at their side, trotting along placidly. Um, Doran, <laughs> turn around and come back. It's not until you're about 250 feet away that you can see the creature clearly. It's a heavily armored fire giant carrying an enormous greatsword. It is striding in your direction confidently. What? Oh boy, I'm all fired up, but this battle will be without Chester. Let us commemorate his departure last week with this limerick written by friend, fan, and fellow podcaster Elizabeth Wilcox from the Dimension Door podcast. There once was a die we called Chester, who happily rolled for a quester. His high rolls gave him fame, yet he also earned shame. Now he'll never escape sequester. Thanks, Elizabeth. See you next week. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.